Welcome to this episode of, actually, it's a joint episode between FTK Over the Air and the IASIS podcast. And I am Justin Tolman of Xtero, and this is Farhan Waziak, or Waz, right? That's right. That's correct. Uh, welcome. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, I'm, I have 23 years in uh, law enforcement. Uh, 18 of that as uh, a digital forensics, you know, you know, defer um, uh, uh, examiner and uh, investigator. Uh, ICAC is included with that. I'm an investigator as well as an examiner. Um, and then I, uh, a few years ago, I joined up with IASIS as a mobile device instructor for a couple of years. And then they um, uh, saw an opportunity to put me in a podcast role. And, and here, here we are today. So here we are. Yep. We, uh, we, then that's kind of the journey of this, um, this joint recording is we met at the IASIS conference this last April and that'd be 2023, depending on how far someone out <laughs> there is listening to this. But, uh, and, uh, we did a brief blurb. Yeah, we did, I think a five or seven minute thing. And then and it was all because of the socks that Xterra was given out. You guys, uh, I'm telling you the sock game as far as merch goes or swag at conferences, it's really been sock based lately, but yeah, that's it brought you guys <laughs> so over. True. And then, yeah. And then I just wanted to do a plug with you. Found out you had your own, your own podcast. And I was like, I saw an opportunity or we saw an opportunity to just do a crossover. I guess that's the word we want to use crossover or a combo right. or a team up or whatever. We're, you know, we're, we're airing the podcast on each of our, uh, our platforms or channels. So yeah, it was, it was, it was good. And, um, I know um, you guys, when we were talking uh, briefly uh, for five or seven minutes in our little in the blurb, plug, whatever you want to do it, uh, you guys have yeah. some some uh, things happening uh, at Xtero and, you know, particularly FDK this summer, correct? That's right. So, yeah. So the IASIS conference was back in April and we only had screenshots back then. We've just started our um, client beta uh, earlier this month. So people are out there using it. And yeah, so 8.0 FTK has been around for a long time. Uh, it, it, it's been um, in the industry for a while. Um, and yeah, 8.0 represents a major shift for us in a lot of things, the way that we approach things. We're actually going to talk about some of those things, I think later in this episode, more in the general industry sense, okay. but um, a interface refresh, you know, kind of focusing on a lot of the review capabilities um, and those types of things. And uh, just for the sake of anyone listening to the, uh, on the IASIS podcast side, I guess you may not know me. I am a former uh, investigator as well, have been using FTK since 2010 um, before Access Data hired me and now Xterra. So I've been using FTK for a long time um, professionally or in, professional investigations and then outside. And this is probably the biggest update I've ever seen to FTK since I got in it at, in 2010. So it's a big deal for, I think for us. So, uh, yeah. Um, I was using it in 2005, but I'm not going to brag or anything like that. I remember, uh, <laughs> make, making the trips up to Sterling, Virginia for, for, yeah. for the trainings. Um, I think I think we brought you guys down to do a, our agency hosted a, the boot camp. Uh, that was the five day training sure. session. Uh, but I took I think Mac and maybe your advanced or I forgot. But I, I went up to Sterling twice for for FDK training. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, 
the Sterling office. We, we didn't keep that one. Um, but yeah, I've been there a couple times to train. That's yeah. That's your seal of authentication. If you can, if you can uh, name the Sterling office, you know, you're legit. So I think, I think Rob Addo with spider forensics was, yeah. was, was there when I, when I was going there and then you guys had, you know, there, there was, the the hotels nearby uh, i think it was like the hampton and then maybe uh like the hilton version of no not the, the marriott version of the hampton but you had the the steakhouse restaurant nearby the uh sweetwater oh, for sweetwater that's yes. right yeah and i always tend to went in the uh go in the autumn and there would be you know one time i went in the spring but it, i was uh that was my first experience with pumpkin beer and it was before pumpkin beer was uh you know what what it is now um, it was decent, a little too much garnish around the rim, but the, the, uh, the Cajun pasta at Sweetwater. And then of course the, the, the steaks were, uh, tremendous. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's, that's, that's what you do when you go there. That's absolutely right. Just cross the street from the office to Sweetwater. Yeah, yep. absolutely. So yeah, perfect. Perfect. Uh, I, I, um, I'm, kind of ashamed to say, but this was my first experience at IASIS attending um, as a vendor uh, this last April was, I had always heard good things, but it's one thing to hear good things. And it's another thing to go and ex kind of experience it, or at least observe it. And it's impressive. Uh, the training, the, just how smooth it ran from my perspective, I know it's probably a hair on fire for you guys behind the scenes, right? But um, just the amount of good training that is occurring for those two weeks, uh, hats off to you guys. Well done. So it was, it was good to see it. I know. And we appreciate that. I, I'm one of the staff photographers. So I took a lot of uh, behind the scenes shots, you know, for the archives or for staff I want to see everything that's happening. You know, it's a whole, um, the analogy of the duck, it looks so calm above water, but, but underneath it's, it's thing things are happening. And you, you, you mentioned that on the, uh, your first time being there. And we talked about your, your swag of the socks earlier. And I know you know now that as soon as the big classroom, you know, BCFE gets out on breaks, I mean, it's, it's like piranhas on a horse. I mean, that's, you're, you're just decimated every break of anything yeah. you have on your table. I mean, they just, and, and yeah. rightfully so. I have the luxury of volunteering being staff. So I get, well, you guys are setting up. I get to, you know, poach some For of the stuff. Yeah. But that's hey, if you if you want firsthand dibs on swag, come volunteer at IASIS, get on staff, Absolutely. and you have you've first dibs on everything. That yeah. that's a good play. That's a good play. <laughs> you know, it works. Absolutely. It works. And plus it gives us a chance to speak to you guys when there's not three hundred people at your table, which I which yeah. I like. I learned a lot about all the all the vendors that were there over the course of the two weeks is because it, you know you have 50 minutes 45 minutes of downtime where everybody's just all the vendors sort of just you know hang on talk to each other and, and do their thing and you know the staff that are roaming the halls get to get to speak to you guys and that's that's a nice feature on both on, on both sides for for the IASIS volunteers and of course for the for the software companies vendors that are that are in the uh at their booths so for yeah sure. it was it was a big it was a big one I think it was our largest well, no, no, I don't think it was our largest uh, conference slash training event ever. I forgot the numbers I said them before, but it was it was maybe I think maybe nine hundred students and, and the largest staff we've ever had. There's a lot of uh, for the staff lunch 
on Sunday before we go to work, you know, they, they asked the, the, the room uh, how many people are first timers. And it was 33 to 40% of the people there were, were first time, you know, so I met a lot of new people, uh, which is good because my LinkedIn page blew up those two weeks. Um, For sure. Yeah. So it was, it was, it, it, it was a good event. The weather, the first week was, eh, you know, it was, it was, it's supposed to rain at five and six o'clock in Florida, but it, it stormed a lot more than that. Um, but other than, it was, it was good. It was a great conference. Keeps them in class. That's, Keeps them that's in true. Class. You know, go to your room and study. You can't do anything outside. Yeah, after, no. yeah. We had a couple of monsoons come through, but it was, yeah, it was a, it was a great time. Great class. Awesome. Awesome. I, I like hearing that. Um, so that so many new people are coming in because that's some of the things, um, that we want to talk about today yes. is, you know, the, the need for guys, honestly, like us that know, okay, I can dig in the hex. I can look at photos. The need is super high, but we're also super rare. And, yep. you know, it's good to hear that because given you had like 900 plus people that 40%, 30, 40% of them are new and starting out, right. Learning from the weeds up, you know, Hey, you need to know this stuff, validation, all that sort of stuff. Not just, Hey, this is a photo. Just click yes or no, you know, super important. Correct. You have to, I, I use this. I think I said this on 90% of my podcasts in grade school. They teach you long division and you have to painfully do long division by high school. They give you the calculator, but you have the math behind you. Why waste time doing the math every single time, you know? Mm -hmm. And however, I think in, in, in high school, we, we, we trusted our Casio and Texas Instrument calculators that it would always give us a, a right uh, a right answer. Simple, you know, simple computations for that calculator. With with uh, modern day or any or actually any time you do digital forensics, it is important to validate every single time. I know you should validate your tools when you first get a tool. You do a, you know you, if you have any kind of uh, lab accreditation or any any training, you always validate a tool first, make sure it works. But for court cases, you know something that's going to be that high end case, or it's any case really. Um, you don't have to you don't have to validate. I don't think every single artifact or every single finding, but I would definitely pick the ones that are probably going to be used in court. You know, the the text message that was made at the time of the murder. The photo of the live victim that you're working, um, things of that nature. Just do a few validations. This way, it, it saves you time on the stand in court. That, that's that's just that's my opinion, not the opinion of IASIS. I don't think so, but that's that's where I'm going. 23 years of experience. Just just validate once in a while. It only takes a few minutes, and it, note it. Documentation is huge, of course. Everything you know, if you don't write it down, it did not happen. Right. Um, so it, it's. Just, just validate. So, I I think to to your your long division example is when you know the mechanics of it and you put something into your calculator, you can recognize that doesn't feel quite right. Something yeah. you know, the answer I got doesn't line up. Maybe I input something wrong, or because you know a calculator. Hopefully now we've got them pretty much well. But in forensics, it's the same idea. If something isn't quite right if you know the lower level stuff you know what's happening well you have more tools now to solve it or 
you can be the proper amount of cautious to your point on the stand. Hey, you know, this is what the system's reporting. I can't isolate what's up. So I'm not going to go in being like, this is it a hundred percent. I'm putting my whole rep on this because you understand what's happening. I just um, did a presentation um, for cyber social hub last week. It all, it all blurs together (laughs) Uh, last week on SQLite uh, forensics. And it was all at the hex level. Like I didn't, I didn't show a, I think I showed one GUI to show, Hey, this is what it would look like in real, but everything else was in hex. And the reason for that is, is, Hey, maybe it's been corrupted and and a tool can't uh, recover it or whatever, or to your point, Hey, how do I know what I'm getting is good? Well, here it is. You know, how do you know? And, and you can validate super important. And, um, you know, but like you said, you're not going to uh, do a full case with a notepad and a hex viewer. <laughs> yeah, you no, know, you couldn't. Like, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. You know, you don't have yeah. time for that. Uh, so yeah. gone are the days of the floppy disk where you could, you maybe you could have, you know, command lined everything and you had did just the hex viewer for it, but it's, it's, that's way. And I'm not against push button forensics. Don't get me wrong. Right. Just make sure you have, some leverage for yourself behind that and you 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 verify those findings that's fine i mean and which i think that really segues us in, into our next topic we wanted to talk about and that's the managing of the expectations of the submitting agencies like the the, the, the the narc the the murder investigator the icac investigator that's bringing you um these items you know everybody wants they think and rightfully so uh they think it's they're the only case involved in anything and and and, right. and rightfully so because they have to they're they're getting they're getting pressure down from them so and it's that's i understand that completely nothing against that and with push button forensics sometimes you know they may they may have taken a class or a, a, a webinar and they know that or they watch you know ncis where you know they, they image a whole laptop in two minutes you know while the enemies are trying to come get them and they they, they find everything so it's it's important to still do your work. It takes time, but it all it always comes down in the stand, uh, in the in court, and it's because volume is is crazy. I mean, phones are a terabyte now. You know, I have um, I, I have an iCloud backup. I'm doing it's you know 400 gigabytes, and Apple as a as an American citizen, um, I'm happy with the the way they run things. But as a but as a police officer, Apple's kind of a pain getting getting search warrant uh, returns yeah. back and then trying to manage those into a workable format. So yeah, um, but so it takes it takes a lot of time, a tremendous a lot of time, and that just due to just due to volume. Uh, your other cases, don't forget uh, you know data transfer for when you're just doing everything and then the examination itself you know they have i don't know they they they, they want to find everything find all evidence button and it's it, but then if you do give them the whole thing then they're looking at you know 256 gigabytes of data that they have to go through or and, and then they don't you know then they're overwhelmed themselves so and and two so 256 gigs doesn't sound like a lot until you realize a lot of that is going to be chat messages, yep. which is tiny data. 
And a lot of that's going to be graphics, which is not a lot of data, you know, and so it takes time to dig through it. I do remember one time we had an officer submit evidence to our lab and he's, he said, Hey, I just want you to dump this information and I'll take it with me. And I said, okay, you know, I happened to be processing other stuff. And so I was like, oh, I can dump it now. No guarantees on how long it will take sure. to extract. Sure. And I think he sat there for two and a half hours. And this is back in the day, but I think it took two and a half hours to dump that phone, then process it into a UFDR. And then we had to burn it onto a disc and, and hand it to him. And so, yeah, I think, I think the realization that NCIS isn't a documentary is right. kind of a rough one to swallow every now and then. Um, Cause yeah, like you said, data is getting huge and um, it takes time. It and, takes time to look at all that. Yeah, and don't forget too, you know, hats off to the software companies. The reason it's taken so long is because those, that, that the softwares are actually doing all the work for you. They're parsing everything. They're parsing yeah. all those, all the third party apps, trying to keep up as much as possible, but those apps are updating. They update faster than the, than the actual software does which is, you know, important. That's why you, you, you talked about going through databases. You know, you, you, that's yeah. where you could fill in the gaps where, uh, you know, the, the software didn't, hasn't learned uh, how the new updates work. Well, you could go in there yourself and still, the information's still there. You just have to find it yourself, which honestly would take longer than the computer because that's just the human nature versus, um, right. you know, computers. AI, maybe we'll touch on that later, but I don't know. We'll we'll we'll, we'll see. I, I don't want the robot maybe. overlords to be mad at me. So yeah, but so it's the software's you know churning. It is churning out all this data, all these results, and then you have to go through these results. You know, I think the only time I I'll narcotics cases, uh, you know the, these these officers. Uh, they know what they're looking for, and of course, I'll, I'll push out a portable case for them. You know, sure. Uh, that's not now. That's not a forensic report. That that is not. Those are not findings. They're going to come. You know, they're going to find what they want. You know, bookmark what they want, or tell me what they want, and it comes back to me, and then I'll 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 do the finishing product with all the hash values and stuff like that. So that that's that's a dangerous issue we have. But the only time I usually do it is on a white collar case where it's fraud. Or, or, you know, check forgery or, you know, skimming the books. I have no, I'll never know anything about that case. I mean, I, I would have to be the, 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 the actual case agent on it. So what I'll do, that's when you get the full dump of PDFs, Excels, all, all the documents. And, and they could go through it also in a portable case. But at least this way, I'm, I don't know. I don't know what's a forged signature. I do, you know, I don't know what's a real signature or, or anything along those lines. So the fraud cases, that's when I try to push out, uh, the data as possible. Other than that, I try to lower a scope. I'll still have the full image of the computer, um, the full dump of the, I don't want to like use the word dump, but uh, the full, you know, the full uh, phone, but I can still give you a smaller report that is maybe under a gigabyte that has pertinent data. And then if the prosecutors down the line need more information, I, I, I have, we have all that, we have all that information saved and we can just go back. This uh, we're not transferring 100, you know, 256 you know, gigs of data every single time to, to, you know, and especially, you know, with everything is we're, we're using, you know, online over, you know, you know, through the wires and stuff like that with, with VPNs and stuff that, but that's, you know, that's, that's a, a 
cue ball through a garden hose with that data going through it. <laughs> yeah. You know, even even with fiber, it takes it takes time. So that's a that's a big lift for I think the vendor industry right now. And what we're focusing on is how do we make big data small data? You know, how do we isolate what you need to see first? And 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 I think all the vendors are working on different solutions and trying because we see that problem. Um, and like you said, uh, it, it's a lot to go through. You know where to start. It's interesting you mentioned the unsupported third-party apps. Um, that's actually my intro into SQLite as a quote-unquote nerd hobby, but it started out as a necessity. But I actually started in Excel taking the tables and using VLOOKUP to emulate joins and then decided, hey, this is too rinky-dink. <laughs> um, I need to actually teach myself SQLite. And that's how I got into it. And, um, you know, the nice thing about that is once I'd done that, I knew how to do that database. And so then it, until they updated, of course. And, right. and so then, um, you know, I could do it fast again and get through that data a little quicker. Because um, it's always changing. And then, like you said, it's kind of an interesting thing. And and I would like to get some of your opinion on that with, you mentioned portable cases, uh, distributing those out. How, what has your experience been? Cause they come in, they say, Hey, I want to go through this. So you kick them out of portable case. What's your experience working with those, with those detectives, those agents at that point? Uh, sometimes you just know enough to be dangerous and, and, and some of them actually maybe took a, like a, a class. I know I, old school days with the FBI, I know that's how the cart system worked because they used FTK and they would send out a portable case. I don't, I don't think they called it a portable case way back when, but the case agent would review the information and then kick it back to the cart agent. And then the cart guy, it's the same pattern we use today. Um, and also a lot of times too, the prosec the prosecutors have people that are software trained, um, and they'll they can go through it. But they but they actually they know what they're going through. They know what they're looking for, and they actually have the credentials, which is fine. And then this way they could you know if they, if they want to testify in court to it, they can. They they could show their you know their CV and stuff like that, and say like we can we can do this. We're we're still doing the meat and potatoes of the work. Which is which is fine because we're we're kicking out some uh, something out the door in, in a timely fashion, and somebody on the other end is qualified to to look at it. Uh, I know we always ask our uh, anybody submitting any evidence to us that we're we're going through if we do if they do want a portable case, um, and if they they find some things, you know, let us know, you know, what you want and let us let us let us seal the deal for lack of better words. Let us just go ahead and. and and get that done this way uh you know we, we have our validation um you know this right. is what you wanted all right now i could i could look at it and be like yep that's that's that picture that's where it was it's validated it, 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 it the integrity of the evidence the findings uh is is intact so yeah i mean it's so so important and it's interesting because our portable case has gone through several iterations but within the very first one was what we called sync back. So if I gave you a portable case, I'm like, all right, go through and mark these was, and you go through and you bookmark them and you could even add comments. And when you brought it, I would be like, you need to bring this back. It would sync back into the main case. So I could see everything you marked. Yeah. It would add it to my bookmarks as well. And I could be like, okay, 
And then, like you said, validate what they found. We could talk, we could, you know, Hey, do you need me to chain more metadata with this? Like build a story around it. Correct. Yes. And um, so that was like a core feature right off the rip. And so uh, it's so important that you, you know, we give out these portable cases, but that doesn't mean never work with me again. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's yeah, not a, yeah, correct. It's, yeah. It's not a restraining order. And and the other thing I, I've noticed the prosecution will do, I'll give them a portable case. They'll go through it themselves. Uh, and I also give them, of course, my full, my full forensic report, and then they'll go through it and then they'll just tell me like, okay, this is, you already did the full forensics on this. So here's this, 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 and this. Um, we're just going to have you, can, can you t- just, you know, make sure you verify those are your findings, this is your report, and then you testify to it. That, that, that mm-hmm. works, well, it's worked so far, uh, yeah. with, with, you know, with it. Um, so, I mean, because you already have your full report there, so I already did full forensics on the case. They just rooted through it because it's, it's easier for them to root around and find specifically what they're looking for. Of course, everything has its markers, you know, so you could just, you know, point it right to your forensic report and, or your findings, and then you could just, it, it, that's easily done, or easier done, I should say. You know, so my, the way that I ended up at the agency I worked for, which at the time was Ohio Bureau of Criminal Investigation, um, I had moved there, and maybe, I think we talked about this offline, but I had moved there three days or four days before I started with the agency, and I'm from Washington State, I went to Purdue and then I went to Indiana or Ohio. And so I'm sitting there like working a case and, and I can find digital evidence. That's my skill. Like, boom, I can get in there, find what you're looking for. But the, what I lacked was context is I may be looking for a red car, but the mom drives a white car. And why would the mom's car be at this place? Well, you as the detective or the street agent or the case agent, they, you know, that. And so you looking at that picture, you're like, hey, that's the mom's car. I'd blow right by it because it's not a red car. Correct. And so I I feel like for when the when the situation is lab, lab and investigators separated, the portable case or some sort of collaboration is really the best of both worlds for that aspect, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's that's why, you know, we we're all investigators and examiners, or at least the 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 commissioned uh employees you know we have a, a couple civilians but the thing is i used to get live victim cases but i, would, I wouldn't have a picture of the victim and sure i'd find csam on it but i you know without sending everything to to nitmick on on things that there i mean the metadata i mean i don't know what camera would be in used or what but i was like you gotta if you want me to find a live victim you gotta you gotta supply a, yeah. a picture of the other of the victim um uh, things of that nature. I know, uh, uh, you know, bring up AI again. I know there's there's some you know facial recognition and or or you know skin types that they could try to weed out that stuff. That's also very dangerous because you'll get false positives and you'll also get the exact opposite of false positives. You you, you may get uh, some some content left out, and especially on those CSAM cases. You, in my opinion, you you have to you just have to go through the computer. So if you can yeah. narrow it down somehow, great. But uh, that's that's just you know usually you know where the hiding spots are and the, you know the, the the paths of every the file pass. But that's a uh, yeah. It, it takes time. It, it 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 you're there. You're you're there for forty hours if if you're doing your job right. I think yeah because you can't. 
I, don't, I just don't trust AI right now. It's great. It's it's great for some things, um, and it's it's a, it's a great tool, but I wouldn't rely on that completely. Again, my take: nothing against the software companies. It's just um, no. Absolutely. You know, they'll um, the robots are taking over anyway in two years with it. So, but I, I, but I don't think uh, CSAM detection will be their number one goal. Uh, so we'll we'll see. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know about the long term implications about feeding AI a bunch of CSAM. I can't I can't imagine that be uh, right good when the overlords take over. <laughs> Correct. Um, but you know, you bring up a good point because the way that I pitch it is these technologies are there to speed up stuff. So, Hey, here's all the stuff I detected. Okay. Let me check that out. You know, because a lot of times, you know, if it's not a live case, if it's just a downloading case, you should always check for live. But if, if the prosecutor's like, Hey, listen, I just need 10 images of CSAM Correct. to indict. Yes. Well, Hey, it just found it for me. I just shipped that. I'm done. I or done for now. Get it. Yes. Tell me what to do later. Yes. And it's, it's an assist. It's not a replace. Yes, yeah. and it's that, that, that exactly the, the the ten images thing, or give me you know if you're, you're dealing with the feds, I think I forgot what their 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 minimums are, but the other thing too is um, you always have the like a live victim case, and then there's always the well we think there might be the other victim or there uh, an unknown or and then and then of course that I mean you just gotta you gotta dig through the Ship weeds it with it yeah yeah absolutely and uh, so. Kind of moving from that, how much like cloud forensics in in that space do you dabble? We don't actually do that much. I just started getting into it actually, um, uh, just because it, it, you know, all our all our machines are, um, well, put it this way, it's the legal issues associated with it because uh, we if we're doing the examination on like an outside agency brings us a case uh it's mostly their responsibility to you know to to hand us legal, the, the proper legal process right. so we can you know just like you would dna or anything like that well sometimes what you know doesn't happen is they want you to turn on the phone and they want you to you know, okay, you turn on the phone, you have the password, perfect, perfect world scenario. Every the, the the phone is your oyster. And they don't want to do a search warrant to, you know, Facebook or something like that. Um, and this is this is just a generic, this is this is not case related whatsoever, generic terms. They just want you to hit that Facebook button, you know, and then pop into this guy's Facebook account. Well, at that point in time, you know, you have left you have left any any sort of curtilage. Uh, for that for that phone, I mean, you are gone. You are in another world. So it's it's important to you know, do the search warrants for the iCloud information. Get that painstaking process back to us. You know, exigent circumstances excluded, of course. And we have everybody, every, right. every we all know that as, as police officers. But do the proper legal process. This where we're covered in the cloud. You can do your preservation orders. Everybody complies with preservation orders. Everything's there, and then just you know let us let us do our thing. So uh, that's that's my take on on cloud forensics so far. Um, but don't forget what what is live on that box uh, or is is in that dead box that you you have or the phone that's in front of you. That same amount of data, maybe a little bit less, is is on that cloud, and yeah. you know. Uh, you know, Google or uh, Apple aren't going to send you a hard drive full of data. You're going to have to, it's, it's a, it's a download, 
you know, and then you got to somehow get it to me. Then I got to transfer it on. And that, again, that goes back to management, managing time. And then you got to, depending on the software, the, depending on the, the, the ISP that uh, gave the information, you, you got to interpret it and manage it to, to get it in where it's, where it's a viewable, a viewable source for human eyes. Um, Cause you always got to remember, Will the jury like seeing this? And you know, the, the jury, they, they love, I mean, especially with this line of work, they glaze over real quick when you, as soon as you start yeah. talking about digital forensics. So you got to make it real pretty, you know, and make it as, as, as day-to-day for them as possible. Brings a better case, and it, it's, a, it's a higher impact for the jury. Again, just my opinion. Yeah, no, I think um, you nailed it earlier when you said, as, a, as an American citizen, the, the security is awesome, but as an investigator, it gets... It's a, it starts to be a pain, Yeah. but I know like one of our emphasis, emphases, emphasize, whatever is enterprise. And it's interesting, the differences, because in an enterprise environment, even at like your agency or whatever, that cloud is, even if it's your data in their cloud, it's their cloud. Correct. And so they can take anything they want. And it's interesting. The, we sometimes get asked, Hey, I've got this device do you have a way to pull their Google cloud down? And it's like a, can we probably, (laughs) you know, but will we, you know, like you shouldn't know, you know, and like you said, it's, you got to go through that process. Not all countries are like that though. Some countries, once you have a warrant for the phone, you also have a warrant for everything that phone touches. Oh, and uh, it, it gets kind of interesting in that, in that space. Um, for a while, I, I thought for a while you could buy a Celebrite package that would use the certs on the phone to pull down cloud data if you were allowed. And I don't know if that still exists, but. Um, um, like, like I said, we, we're, we're just dabbling in it now and not, not because we're behind the curve or anything like that. It was just the, the, the integrity of everything, unless you brought us, you know, and, and, and the thing is field, you know, field detectives, police officers, they're just now getting up to speed. You know, like if I go, I'll find you something, but you know, if I find you something in a database, it's going to look eh, scientific and boring. But if you get an actual return, you know, search warrant return from these companies, I could, I could maybe sexy that up a little bit with cloud, you know, with the text bubbles or anything like that. It just, yeah, you know, and because, or, or, or even the computer says, you know, computer forensics are totally different than, than mobile forensics as far as, you know, you should keep manipulation to pretty much zero with phones. We sort of mobile. We have to, there's got to be some kind of client exchange and a speaking presence there. Well, that's just the, that's just the nature of mobile forensics. So that's, uh, but yeah, that's. Absolutely. There's manipulation of computer information in forensics is, basically not accepted at this point in the timeline of computer forensics. You, you, you better, when I talk, know. when I talk documentation earlier, you better just be writing away at times, dates, uh, and yeah. pictures, a million words, just, just, I mean, heck, put on a body cam to what you're doing at that point. That's right. Just, just so everything's, everything is just, you know, uh, above board because that's, yeah, at this, this time and phase, I have, I done it before yet, yeah, you know, cause FTK imager, you know, you have to, yeah, it, it, it happens, but sometimes you have to do it. Just document what you did, you know, yeah. date, time, every single thing. And USB serial. Yeah. Yeah. And just, yes, yes, yes. And just, 
and just explain this was the only way at this time, you know, we, we could have, we could have done this, especially now with, you know, with, with RAM analysis and then, you know, BitLocker. So it's, it's, yeah. It, that that machine goes dead sometimes you know they, they don't give you a bit lock code or you can't find it or anything i mean you know one of the last cases i worked was part of the playpen sting mm -hmm. that the fbi worked with a ton of different people on and whatnot um we went into the house and his computer was on and was true crypt running but the true crypt volume was unlocked and open and that was one of those situations where we don't dare unplug or turn off this machine. <laughs> Correct. So yeah, we did a logical capture while the interview was still going on out on the porch, you know, where they tried to get his password and different things. Eventually they got it, but we got the image and the logical image just in case. And so again, to your point, document, 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 Hey, this is why we did it. These are the risks if we wouldn't have done it. Yeah. And yes, while we did get the password and could have technically decrypted it at that point, you just, it's better safe than sorry. You know? Oh, yeah, 100%. And, so. and it, again, not to beat the dead horse on the stand, as long as you are, you, you said what you did and why you had to do it, I mean, they can't, Yeah, it, it, should, it should run relatively smooth for you. And then, and, and then your findings will back up everything to, you know, to the date, all your documentation. So not ideal. But sometimes necessary that we can't just right you know we're not fainting goats we just like oh nope sorry the, the you know computer well, we're just gonna unplug the thing and it's a dead brick no you know you gotta yeah you, you know think outside the box sometimes but it's definitely stay within the lines as much as possible so yeah and and i we've said it like four times i'm gonna say it again document everything and why yes. and you know it's if you have a logical reason for doing something, there's it's more than likely going to hold up. Oh, wow. and if you if you don't, I mean, if you well, if you don't, you shouldn't do it. But if you if there's ever a doubt, like there's been a handful of times where we call up the prosecutor who's in charge of this case or whatever, and we say, hey, here's the here's the situation, here's what's going to have to happen, here's the implications of that. Is this a hill you want to die on? You know, or you know, like is this. Yeah. And they would be like, hey, that sounds logical to me. I can defend that with you. You know, we can we can work with that. Let's proceed. Sometimes they'd come back and be like, no, nah, I don't like it's not that big of a deal. Let's just hold off and hope for something better in the future. Okay. We'll right. Stop. Yeah. It is it's not as detrimental as doing a chip off or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, on scene, you bring your own emergency chip off oh, yeah. board or something. <laughs> so yeah, oh, it's, man. It's... <laughs> yeah. That'd be awesome, though. No, that would um, be a little. That, that would be a cool Pelican case. Pop that thing but, out. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, call Teal Tech. Let's tell them to build a kit. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's super cool. Um, but super important that that people do that because you know we we're talking about um, the portable case issues and like you said, just enough to be dangerous, and that's where you know some of that risk is like you were saying where we're giving them this digital evidence in a way with portable case but we're not setting you loose to do whatever you want Co you correct know? yeah Hold and up. yeah you you still gotta understand that you, you know it's we have you know years of continuous training knowing you know what we're talking about and you're you're seeing yeah. just nice well they're seeing pictures text messages and stuff like that but there's a lot uh behind the scenes that uh shows where this data is 
and 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 she shows how how you verify that the data is there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, I mean, it, it's they, yeah, it's it's just important to make sure you bring it back to us so we could we could go ahead and, and you know validate everything for you in that for sure. case. And but here's the thing too, if you find something in a in a portable case and it, you know you want to make a charge on it i mean that's up between you and the prosecutor you know yeah. and then we could you know you probable cause isn't the same as you know you know beyond beyond a reasonable doubt so that that's that's something you talk to your prosecutor about and and if they're good if they're good with it i'm good with it because it's your case and they're the ones you know uh yeah you know prosecuting it i'm just i'm just merely just just working on this case for you but and then we could yeah. get you we could get you everything you need down the line. That's why that's why the first half hour law and order is the police and then the second half hour in law and order is always the prosecution. Because it, it takes it takes both sides to, to actually successfully win a case. So, Absolutely. Yeah. I, I still remember the, the worst case I ever had was somebody just dropped a thing off and said, I need you to find evidence of theft. <laughs> and I'm like, theft of what? And they were just like, just anything, you know, regarding theft. I'm like, I don't even know what that, I mean, I know what that means in English, but I don't know what you mean. Yeah. Like you, you want a text message saying, Hey, I stole that thing, you know, like, Oh yeah. Know. The always. Yeah. I had a yeah. similar one and true story. It was all evidence, uh, limited to not include uh, a burglary. And I'm like, well, they're not going to, maybe sometimes you see it on TV where they'll, they'll take video of themselves, break into a house. But yeah. I mean, you see that on the news or, or world's funniest videos, but I I don't know. I mean, am I looking for like fence materials? Am I looking for like chainsaws in the middle of the yard that he's trying to sell on Craigslist? I I, I don't yeah. know. I don't know if there's individual categories. I could be like find all chainsaws. You know, cause I'm not. It's, I know. I know. I had a, a, that- a coworker of mine had one. Sorry, now he said uh, his thing was. Uh, any and all evidence of nefarious activity. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, what does that, what does that even mean? You yeah. know, like, and here's what, I, I don't want to throw anybody under the bus, but you wonder how those, those affidavits get a warrant signed with that. Like, how is that not like you're, you're sitting there staring at this and you're like, this is going to get bounced the second they challenge oh, it. Absolutely. You know, it's yeah. You know? yeah. Anyway, yeah. but it's but- always funny. It's always funny when it happens you're just like okay whatever but it just comes down uh to education just you know they they should have and there's courses out there you know uh nw3c offers them you know intro courses for first responders in the digital forensics world you know crime scenes uh you know you 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 know i I said this on the last one you you show up on a crime scene sure it's a physical scene as well but it's also very very much today a digital scene Everybody yeah. has ring doorbells. Most people have some sort of DVR function in their house with cameras. Of course, Wi-Fi, uh, all the, you know, router information-ish if they know what they're doing. Um, and then, of course, all the digital uh, evidence in, in, in the residence and around the residence. So it's, it's uh, I think, I think the, the law enforcement world is, is gaining traction on that. Uh, I, I've noticed that, you know, having Faraday bags, you know, issued, yeah. you know. Things of that nature, and just basic, just 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 basic on scene skills, where you know when to touch something and when not to touch something, pretty much. And also just don't make, look through the phone. Yeah, yeah. Please. Make the phone calls. Yeah, when you have to, or just just call us and we could walk you through everything. So, 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. everybody has FaceTime uh, or, or some sort of, you know, video conferencing on their cell phones now. So you could always, you know, virtually walk us through a scene or do do whatever. So. Yeah. And it's interesting. The. I don't want to say standardization because there's still a lot of different phones, but like Android is mostly mostly Android. Apple's always Apple. And so now we've got cops, investigators, um, even, you know analysts that hey the phone that they're analyzing is the phone that they use or yeah familiar to them and so they they kind of know oh i which can be a two-edged sword because now they feel maybe a little overconfident but also hey i know how to handle this so that i don't mess it up Mm -hmm. whereas back in the day remember the phone the cable cases would be like this thick because you had six trillion different phone models that all work totally different you know i so. <laughs> yeah it, i think i still have ones for like a nokia you know and just i mean but everybody seemed to have their own phone connection that's why you yeah, had it I, wasn't yeah it wasn't the apple and the usbs uh, you know it was just it was just there's some in my case still i'm like when what phone ever hooked up to this thing but i know they, <laughs> they were there yeah but I, I miss those days of cell phone forensics where it was you know, uh, your, your flip phone, it was just pretty much like you worked at a Verizon store. Here's your contacts. You know, here's yeah. your call logs. Here you go. Those were those were the good old days of phone forensics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little bit easier. A little yeah. bit easier. Yeah. Text, well, cool, text, man. text messaging wasn't really a thing because, you know, it was all like, you know, uh, short answers because everybody had to do the, what was that? The, the, uh, the, the, T9. T9. Thank you. Yeah. So yeah. everything was just... Psh- Quick and easy, but yeah, but like anything pay for text. Yeah, absolutely. No. Or yeah, if you had a good plan, you got 200 free texts and then it was like 10 cents or 25 cents uh, each additional text. So yeah, towards the end of the month, you weren't, you were, you were off the radar. (laughs) Phone calls after nine on weekends only. That's the only thing. Oh man. (laughs) It's so funny to look back and see where we've come, but like even in forensics, like I remember I never used this. I came after the fact that we got trained on Norton disc edit, you know, and you mentioned right off the, at the beginning, you know, kind of bringing this episode full circle is there was a time when, you know, maybe you could do forensics with a hex viewer and a notepad, Mm -hmm. you know, floppy disc of 1.25 meg. That's no, that's no big deal, but um, it's evolving and it's evolving daily. And you know, plug again, plug to IASIS for the for the training, not just the main certification, but you know, all the hallways were filled with different classes because oh, yeah. you yeah. got to keep up on it. It's constantly changing. Yeah, we have, we have a great array of all the you know, peripheral classes, and it just just the three years I've been associated with the organization, how how much it's grown. So it's just in content, yeah. and it's uh, again volunteer based. We, we all we all take our own time doing this. Nobody gets paid. I think we have one paid employee. They're, they're, um, she runs the books, but other than that, uh, all of us are, you know, volunteer, but it's, it's, you know, I'm not doing it because I have a bleeding heart. Don't forget. You know, I, I gain a lot from it. You know, we all gain a lot from it too. Uh, you know, friendships and stuff like that. But also, uh, when you're in it, it forces you to keep current because right. you don't want to have egg on your face, you know, you in a class or anything like that. And you're immersed in it. You're talking to the software companies, you know, you get, you know, the occasional free license and stuff like that. So you're, 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 it's a, it's almost like a constant free continuing education is what is, is what it, yeah. you know, it boils down to. So there are, there, the, the benefit, the benefits are there and you definitely, um, you should, you should leave out of there 
uh, a better educated uh, examiner or investigator than than when you when you got there. And you know, that's Absolutely. that's that's a good another another plug for volunteerism with with IASIS. So I think yeah. I'm done with IASIS plugs. <laughs> no, hey, you know, I, I, it, <laughs> Xterra's looking looking um, forward to continuing to participate in that any way we can. It's always I I was really impressed and. Um, the people who run our events, I mean, it's a basic thing there being at IASIS, but when I told them about what IASIS is doing and was able to interface with them having been there and stuff, they were also really impressed. So it was cool. And uh, we got, we got, that was actually the first time we showed FTK 8.0 in public, like to a large group. Oh, wow, and, nice. um, so it, it was a good, it was a perfect mix for us to break that open because like you said at the beginning, and we kind of felt that, but it was, 30 to 40% brand new people who didn't have any pre-existing, but then you had this other group that had seen us or no new. And so you got, we got really good feedback from there and um, just a good group of good group of people. And so, yeah. Yeah. Cool. And that, that probably was the start of uh, what I like called call the conference corridor because it was that. And then I think you guys, you go right into, is it, you know, techno is like a month later because they moved yeah. they, they moved techno back to its original place, but then you have simultaneously. I think the one in Boston is happening, the the National Cyber Conference. Oh yeah, and then so then you have techno, and then right after techno, immediately after that is Atlanta for for yeah. the ICAC cases. That's that's a lot of socks. You, a lot of socks you guys gave away. We so. gave out. Um, I think in the last few months we gave out 500 pairs of socks or something like <laughs> oh i believe that. it i believe it so, and, then, and then techno's doing they do west coast too correct in the yeah. fall yeah yep yeah and they moved it to pasadena this year yes. and then we're also doing the northwest icac in seattle okay so, yeah that's a good one it, um i know you know atlanta's for most of the people I, I we had one california person come through but the seattle one is on microsoft campus because Microsoft uh, does a lot of work in um, the law enforcement space, trying to build systems and software and processes sure. yeah. to help you guys out. But it's a cool, it's a cool campus. But yeah, like you said, summer's the conference, the conference uh, run. So it's good. Well, at least you get all your airline points and hotel points for the rest of the year, so you don't have to pay for any kind of vacations. So I know exactly. If only that was worth it. <laughs> but uh, cool, man very cool justin great talking to you i appreciate I'm, I'm glad we, we finally got this thing done because i know you got some travel um going on and i know my boss has wanted me to uh push out some content since we took uh, a couple months a uh, month and a half off from it so it was, it was a great great collaboration um yeah it was a pleasure hopefully cool. we could do this again uh, absolutely yeah, next we'll find new topics to talk about there's always topics so it's always um, topics always topics it just depends on awesome. how long how long people want to listen to us, but that, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Depending on what city you live in, hopefully this uh, took up most of your commute. Or if you're really good in physical fitness, maybe this took up most of your run or your weightlifting. So we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. Perfect. Well, thanks, Waz, and uh, yeah, we'll definitely have to do it again. All right, man. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you.